Welcome back and thank you for tuning in to another great episode of the Everyday Growth Podcast with your host, me, Anthony J. Here we search out for individuals who have had growth in one way or another during their lifetime. Guys, welcome back. Community, welcome back. If you, this is your first time here, you're a, you're, you're a newbie, you're a rookie, welcome to an amazing podcast packed full of information, tips and tricks on fitness, mindset, nutrition, you name it, we cover it and it is, it's just amazing. We bring the fire every single time. So guys, thank you for joining Please subscribe. Uh, please, please give us a good, a good five-star rating and actually give a comment and if you like it or not. But guys, this is a very special four-part mini-series that I have uh, solicited the good, my good friend and fellow nutrition coach, coach Josh Pierce. Um, he was all the way from Florida. We kicked this off um, with a four-part series and we thought it'd be very, very, very um, intuitive and very, very educational to start talking about what is actually going on right now with the coronavirus and the COVID-19 and what this should actually mean to you going forward and how you can tackle this thing head on and not sit around and lose those gains that you've worked so hard for through your fitness and your nutrition needs. So guys, this, we kicked this off in a four part series and it definitely part one is um, how to make the most out of a negative situation. We go into part two and how to stay active during this time. Part three is, why, believe it or not, training should not be your number one priority right now. And we actually talk, give you tons and tons and tons of feedback and nutritional tips on, on what you should be doing right now instead of freaking out and trying to do three workouts a day and, oh my gosh, all these things, the gyms are closed, we don't know what to do. Guys, that's really not the most important part right now, okay? We dive into why movement is very important and why nutrition still is king when it comes to all these things. And you guys, the fourth and final part is just the common mistakes that are probably being made by you today or they may be made by you in the future. And is actually what we see is going on right now. And, you know, it's kind of a good segue here from training and nutrition into the common mistakes. And that is one of the common mistakes that we do talk about. But you guys, um, we dive into this. It's very quick. Toss this on when you're going to the store. Toss this on your, on your commute to work. And if not, if you're at home working from home, guys, you can knock this four-part miniseries out in no time. I think the longest... Um, the longest episode we put on here is I think around 30, 35 minutes, if I'm not mistaken. But you guys, thank you once again for tuning in. And this is going to be something great and it's really going to kind of help you out in what you should be doing every single day here going forward. I mean, guys, we got another couple of weeks of this, maybe maybe the end of the month still too coming up. And hell, we got to get on track now. We got we to gotta live with a purpose every single day and it's, we shouldn't be wallowing wallowing in, in that depressive underneath that depressive cloud and uh, oh my gosh and woe is me and all these things and you guys we understand that it does hit small businesses and may, you may be laid off right now you may be in, in the unemployment line you may be freaking out right now on how to pay bills but you guys we're gonna get through this we always always do so please please grab a pen and some paper we have some great things firing off on all all cylinders here on these on this four-part mini series you guys once again the sponsor of this podcast is ambition thread company. And you guys, this is an amazing company from a good friend of mine, Tyler Gentry. You guys go back a couple episodes on the Everyday Growth Podcast. I actually have him on. He is the owner and creator of this amazing, amazing apparel line. And I do believe um, with wholeheartedly with my soul that this is going to be the biggest and best apparel company that has ever hit the market. You guys, it is everyday wear. It is fitness wear. And he's actually came on and granted this community and anyone who wants to listen to this to use the code every day. Um, when you check out, you get 20% off any and all purchases of apparel. That is forever, guys. That is nonstop. Please take advantage of that. Once again, guys, thank you for tuning in to Everyday Growth Podcast. Can't wait for you to listen to this. 
please give us your feedback. And um, I'm really, really happy that uh, my good friend Josh Pierce came on and knocked these all out in one day. And we're going to get these all out to you guys. ASAP. There is no wait on this. So guys, thank you so much. Once again, peace and love. We are here for each and every one of you. Welcome back to part four of this four-part mini-series. This part, we are going to be talking about common mistakes, but more importantly, guys, I really would like to go back to part one and kind of recap on exactly what we've been talking about through this entire four-part series. The reason why the big umbrella um, kind of what the conversation is, we are here to give you what you should be doing through this tough time right now doing the, during this coronavirus, and we're trying to set up the foundation. We're trying to get you to read the blueprint correctly on how to create success in this kind of a really weird kind of lull and kind of gray time and how you shouldn't be feeling that way, you guys. Like we've, we've talked about this time and time again of having that fixed mindset versus that growth mindset and why, how you can't live in that dark cloud because it's not going to do anything for you. Sitting and living on the couch, not working, not trying to go outside for walks and be 1% better every single day is going to have detrimental effects when this whole thing does blow over and you're going to go back into it kind of in the lull. You're going to have to find your routines again. You're going to be overly tired. You're going to be sitting around doing the things you shouldn't be doing and kind of getting off your own routine. This isn't the time for that. This is the time to stick to that routine. If not, like we're talking about through this four-part mini-series, how to become better every single day so that when you do come out of this thing, you are so much ahead of the crowd that you don't run with anymore. Guys, the very first part we talked about how to make the most of this negative situation. Like I just talked about, guys, that's the abundance over the scarcity mindset. That's the fixed and the growth mindset. Those are all the great and wonderful things that you should be thinking about and thanking and being humble enough to put your two feet on the ground every single day and not looking at this in a negative light, looking at more of a positive light. And that goes for each and every day once, we, once this whole thing blows over, once we get out of, the kind, of kind of this, this shit storm that we're in right now, guys. In part Two, we talked about something that's very near and dear to both of our hearts is how to stay active during this time. A lot of people are taking this to sit down and not do a whole lot. Hey, you know what? That's great. I love my Netflix and chill. I know I like to sit down and have some cookies, have some ice cream, do my thing. That's fine. We're not saying you can't do that. But what you need to be doing is setting a step goal. If it's 3,000 this day, make it 4,000 next week and 5,000 week after. Next thing you know, you guys, you're starting these wonderful habits that will be with you for, for the next weeks, months, and even years. And that is what we're trying to get to in all these parts of this four-part mini-series. These are things, if you implement that today, they will be with you for the rest of your life. And we break it down so simple, and it's the most simplistic thing you've ever done. Like I said, Josh lays this blueprint out so well. We start creating that foundation, and we start putting up the structure. In part three, we kind of go into something. We're probably going to ruffle a little bit of feathers, guys, and we talk about why training right now and kind of after this also should not be your number one priority. We go into, you see a bunch of people posting up on Instagram and Facebook about these, these crazy in-house, out, you know, outside, inside routines that they're doing, like totally sweating in their, in their own kitchen. I get it. I get it. But what is more important than that, guys? We talk about nutrition and how important it is to focus solely on nutrition right now. Dial back the working out. But you know what we need to do? We need to bring nutrition back on the forefront, put it right back up on a pedestal to make us that 1% better that we are shooting for through this weird time. And guys, you have to listen to Josh and he gives beautiful tips on why you only get about 10 to 15% caloric burn inside the gym. What are you really focusing on? Where does that other percentage come from? Where does the rest of your day and your caloric burn come from? It's movement. 
It's the movement that you need to keep doing throughout the days, the next couple of the weeks. Hell, it could be even a month. And guys, coming on to part four, this is a great part. Josh really enjoys this part we're about to talk about now are the common mistakes that you are probably doing right now, will do, and may continue to do this until this corona is over. Guys, I'm going to let Josh kind of throw this out there, get this whole ball rolling, get the snowball effect going. Like once again, guys, grab your pens, grab your pencils. We're finishing this four-part mini-series up with part four with common mistakes. Josh Pierce, what's up? What's up, my man? You nailed it, my friend. There's so much that we talked about, so much that we covered, and we're going to tie it off here with the common mistakes, but want to dive in and, and give you the first mistake right here. Most importantly, it's so easy to come into this situation with all that's going on with Corona and see it as an opportunity to kind of sit back and enjoy this newfound free time and really um, take it easy and let your priorities slip and sleep in a little bit, like do all these things. Huge mistakes, huge mistakes that you can avoid. If you don't want to wake up in 90 days after this all passes and be like, oh shit, what, what just happened? I gained the the, the COVID-19 or whatever the hell you, you know, like, like you don't want to look back and think that. So there are things you can do. There are things you can avoid. And we're going to talk about those mistakes. Like, like I said, the number one thing right here is going to be going about this situation with no structure. You struggle on weekends as opposed to weekdays because you lack structure on the weekends. You don't have the same structure that you have in your Monday through Friday, the work schedule, taking the kids to school, your workouts are scheduled, all of that. You don't have that on the weekends. And that's why you struggle there. The key to mastering those weekends is to transplant some of that structure from your weekdays into the weekends, just like this with the COVID situation. Transplant some of that structure from your normal life into your daily life. It's that simple, guys. It's, it's, it's harder to stick with it because it, it's easy to say, oh, I have to work until 5 or I have to be at work at 7.30 or whatever it is. It's easy to say to turn down temptation because you have that structure. It's going to be harder, but... You can get out in front of those obstacles. You can get out in front of that friction by setting parameters, setting boundaries for yourself and maintaining integrity in them. And that's, this is where I say transplant that structure from your normal everyday life, transplant it into your situation right now and, and try to keep you know, things like mealtimes consistent, sleeping schedule consistent. And we're going to get into that in a little bit. But that is the number one mistake that you can make, I feel, is just going about this situation without structure. And if you do that, as you probably found in the last 10 days, the first 10 days of this um, work from home nonsense and all of that, that going about it without structure was kind of fun at first. You know, it's like, wow, school's off for the summer kind of thing. Like, after totally. a few days, wow, this is, this is kind of getting old. I feel like a piece of shit and I'm not really doing much. Um, you know, time is really going by slow without structure. You're going to feel that. So that is number one, Anthony, what's number two. Number two is you guys with that structure, what you could be shooting for is if you guys are normally getting to bed at, let's say 9 PM every single night and you have to get up at X X time every single morning. Why has that changed? What's going to happen if you start falling off and going to bed at 10, 11, 12, 1 AM in the morning, Guarantee you, you're not going to be waking up at that six, seven, five, six, seven o'clock a.m. anymore. You're going to be sleeping in that much later. How you can go against that is, guys, stick to your routine, like Josh just said. Structure, routine. Go to bed at the same time. Try to get up at the. Try to wake up at the same time as well. If anything, just shoot for a goal. Shoot for a bedtime goal. And like we talked about in in episode one, is in part one of this four part mini series, is you guys. 
you have to have a nighttime routine to actually adhere to your morning routine. If you're going to bed at midnight every single night, you're tired, you haven't moved all day long, nine times out of 10, you're going to have to sleep in just to get a little bit more refreshed for the next day. So guys, get to bed at the same time. You have structure, get to bed at the same time so you can wake up the same time every day. Uh, we are on to number three, man. This is, this is one that you love so much, right? This is one you love so much. Dude, you nailed it with that going to bed at the same time. Like, do not, you don't want to go to bed late. It's so easy to, oh, wow, I don't have to wake up early in the morning. I'm going to sleep in a little bit later. I'm going to go to bed a little bit later, stay up watching movies. Next thing you know, it's 2 a.m., 3 a.m., and you're watching um, whatever. What, what's that Tiger movie, Tiger show on Netflix? I haven't watched it. Yet. Oh, my gosh, man. Don't watch it. It's so crazy. <laughs> Come on, man. I heard it's good. <laughs> it's so anyway, wild. It's anyways, so wild. That's what I'm going to do till 2 a.m. tonight, guys. Yeah, right, right. Gotcha. But we're saying it's, it's okay if you guys, like, like Josh said, you had kind of like that honeymoon phase, right? Like it was so nice to, ah, I can stay up a little bit later, sleep in a little bit more. Ah, let's not continue to do it. We're not saying don't do that. That's the same thing. We wouldn't say don't eat carbs to lose weight. Just don't continue to do it over the next month. You can do it, but hey, structure's everything. Radically, in moderation, right? Late right. nights in moderation, you know? So piggybacking on the first two, no structure and going to bed late. Sleeping in, don't see this up as an opportunity to sleep in and, and, and wake up. Like I said in, in one of the earlier parts of this miniseries, if you start work at nine, if you start work at 9 a.m. and you're working from home, don't see that as an opportunity to wake up at 8.57 and flip your MacBook open and start work. Like, no. If you had a 45-minute commute before, replace that commute with something productive, something that's going to support your goals. If you see this as a massive opportunity to sleep in and now get, now get maybe six or seven hours of sleep because you're still going to bed late or whatever it is, you're going to get behind. You can do, you can do one of two things during this time. You can either shrink or you can grow. Two things. The option is yours. And I can't tell you what you need to do. You need to look in the mirror and get crystal freaking clear with yourself and decide where it is you want to be in 90 days. Because if in 90 days, you want to be in the same spot or worse than you are now, great. Sleep in. You can shrink. That's fine. But if you want to grow, if you want to be in a better position than you are right now, set those priorities. Establish that morning routine. Go back to, what was it, part one of the miniseries where we talked about the morning routine. Go back to that establish a morning routine that you enjoy that you can look forward to and see that as an opportunity to get up and get ahead. You can either shrink or grow guys. What do you want to do in 90 days? That's all I've got for that one. Dude, hundred percent. I love that too, man. It's like, there is really no reason to become lazier with your routine now. Like I get it. The honeymoon phase is over, but guys think about that. Wake up at the same time. Instead of driving for minutes, like Jeff said, go for a walk. And that leads us right into the no, another common mistake we will see, and we will see, and maybe you're getting there now, is totally substituting your movement for being lazy. And you guys, this can fall over on you quickly. This could be a very hard thing to, to handle. And guys, what's going to happen? If you're waking up for a commute, go ahead and make that movement a positive thing. Move a little bit more. Like you said, make a step goal. Get on top of that thing. What you don't want to do is you don't want to Netflix and chill for the next month because you know what's going to happen. Weight gain is going to come. You're going to start feeling like shit. The COVID-19. The COVID, you're going to gain that COVID-19, baby. I think we're going we're gonna to start that. We're going to start that. Good one on that. You're going to gain that, that coveted COVID-19. And when it comes to the end of this, you get back into your super stressful routines that you were in, you've done nothing to help yourself. And I think that's a big, big deal. So from sleeping in, you're going to have the, you're going to sleep in. So you're going to have less time to get into your movement through your commute that you may or may not have in the morning. 
but let's put a positive spin on something like that. So stick to that routine, stick to that structure, get some sleep in, and let's continue to get those steps in and that movement, whatever it may be, guys, just continue to move. So we don't get those aches and pains in the hips and knees and all that stuff that were going to happen from just sitting all day. And that gives us right into the next point. Josh, what do you got? I'm going to move into that in a second. I want to piggyback on what you said about not moving real quick. Right on, man. So many people think they need to do this, this big complicated plan or something like that. Like, no, just do what you enjoy. Like the last few days I've been going out and like hiking. I found a couple of local parks that I like, and I just, I'm hiking, like just walking through the woods and stuff like that. Like I'm taking an opportunity to slow it down and do the things that I never got to do when I was running all over the place, being here at appointments over there, 30 minutes to the Cairo, 30 minutes back. 30 minutes to therapy, 30 minutes back. Like I, I a ton of time free up. Use that to your advantage and do things that you would have liked to do, but you didn't have time for. So maybe it's kayaking. Maybe it's going out for a bike ride. Maybe it's walking, whatever. Make it fun. Do it something that you're going to enjoy. Okay, that's a big thing right there. Um, moving into the next one, mindless snacking. Guys, you know what I'm talking about. If you're listening to this, you've been there. You are it's probably my favorite. there right now. It's okay. This is my favorite. <laughs> it's okay. Like, like, and, and when it comes to me, with, with, as, as you may know, I'm a nutrition coach. I fucking love snacks. Like, I am, I am all about snacks. My coaching modality is, is of course, food quality is, is so important, but so is snacking. Like, I, I'm never going to say, don't snack. Like, stop snacking. Like, don't eat junk food. No, I'm not going to say that. Like, I am the kind of person, first off, I love my, I love my snacks. And I coach based on my own lifestyles. So if snacks are a priority in my life, great. They're going to be a priority for my clients as well. And that's why they kind of gravitate toward me is because I help them learn how to eat more, how to work their favorite foods in and not feel guilty, how to work them in in moderation and stuff like that. But you have to draw boundaries for yourself. It's so easy to get carried away with this. If you're not typically at home during the workday, you're typically in your office and you don't have much for snacks and you get your one hour lunch break or whatever. It's easy. You've got those boundaries. You've got the structure already set. But when you're working from home and there's nobody looking over your shoulder saying, oh, is she at her desk right now? It's so easy to be sitting in the kitchen munching on a box of Teddy Grahams. It's easy. Right. You get it. But you've got to draw the boundaries. Plan your meals. Plan your snacks. And, and, and go into that with a plan in advance so that way you don't get carried away mindless snacking. And, and like I said, snacking is okay. It should always be fine. You should be able to work in the fun foods. If it's chips, away, cookies, ice cream, whatever, that's fine. Just make sure you're not getting carried away with it and make sure you're accounting for it. If it is putting you over your calorie goal, putting you in a calorie surplus, whether you track calories or not, your calories count. If that is putting you in a calorie surplus, you will gain weight. You will gain weight. I'm sorry to say it. So you need to gain control of that. And you can do that by planning your days in advance, accounting for what you're going to eat with each meal and each snack before you start your day. And by doing that, like I'm a big fan, I track my macros and, and calories, whatever. I'm a big fan of pre-logging your foods each day. By pre-logging, you can, you can prioritize what meals and snacks that you, wanna, you want to go first. You put them in there. So, for example, tonight, got a date with my girlfriend. We're going to get ice cream. So, I'm going to pre-log ice cream in my, in my day first as my last meal for the day and then work backwards to the next most important meal. Uh, for me, probably going to be dinner with my girlfriend, actually. So, I'm going to pre-log dinner. And then I'm going to continue working backwards in order of priority. And maybe I get everything in my day, but maybe I have to have a, a smaller breakfast because right. I prioritized that snack and that nice dinner that I'm going to have. Great, right? It's totally, like you can make it all fit and it's guilt-free because you just made it fit your plan. If you don't do that, now you're constantly looking over your shoulder wondering, oh my gosh, did I cheat? Is this okay? Is this going to make me fat? Like you can really do it guilt-free by pre-logging your foods, but really 
say at the end of the day, mindless snacking. Don't do things you wouldn't normally do. If you don't mindlessly snack at work, don't do it at home. If you mindlessly snack at work, don't do it at home anyways. Right. <laughs> like, and the same with drinking wine. You know, we were chatting on one of the earlier episodes and Anthony mentioned it's so easy to kind of get, you know, have wine a few nights during the week when you know that it's kind of a crazy time out there. If you wouldn't normally do that, don't do it now because you will see an effect. If you're getting right. extra calories from that mindless wine drinking, you're going to deal with it. You're going to have to pay for it. So that's all I've got for you there. Just if you're going to snack, go about it with structure, plan for it, right. account for it, make it fit your plan. Mindlessly snacking, reaching in the box, whatever, that's going to get you in some trouble. I feel like it's so taboo too, though. Like a lot of people are like, you can't snack. And it's like, nah, you're dumb. You can like, you can definitely snack. Cause there's no way I'm giving up my snacks, Josh. There's just, there's just no, there's no way. And I would never ask my clients to too. It's kind of like um, those non-negotiables, you know, like, dude, I love cookies. I don't know what to tell you. I don't know where I got it from. No one in my family was like that. Dude, I see cookies. I literally attack cookies, but I have to know to either a kind of only get those on certain days or not have them in the house. But when I do have them, I have to, you know, pull the reins back a little bit and kind of don't just mindlessly smash Girl Scout cookies. Cause come on, who can't sit down and just destroy a box of Girl Scout cookies. They're making them so much smaller these days. Anyway, you can oh just pop God. like two in your mouth at once. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And there's like, yeah. Um, I want to piggyback on that real quick about the snacking. Yeah. A couple things you can do to avoid the mindless snacking. Like I said, pre-logging, planning and accounting for your day. Don't do things. Don't do things you normally wouldn't do, but also, Limit the options that you have in the house. Now, I know a lot of you guys that are listening are the kind of people who like, like all or nothing mindset. And I'm very much the same um, where you think, oh my gosh, I can't have cookies in the house because I'll eat them all at once. Okay. Well, you certainly can't have three, four, five boxes of cookies because they'll all be gone too. But it's important if you always treat that as taboo, if you treat those snacks as taboo and never have the cookies in the house, it's always going to be taboo. You're always going to see them that way. You're always going to be terrified of the damn cookies. If you lean into it and embrace it and get good at it, face it and, and own it, now you have an, you're getting yourself an opportunity to get good and take control of the cookies rather than letting the cookies control you. So keeping some snacks in the house, I think is important for improving that situation and getting better, but also limiting the options you have in the house so that it's not, not all or nothing, limiting so you don't have excessive options. Maybe you have a couple or maybe one option. So go ahead. And that, that's what I love so much about how you constantly, constantly, constantly tell your clients and they, they constantly, constantly, constantly repeat it too on your Facebook page as well as, is, uh, you know, pre-log, pre-log all your food. So you know that you're giving yourself those two, three, four cookies that you desperately need that night or desperately want. And that's totally fucking fine. Cause guess what? You pre-logged it so you can afford to eat it. And that's better than seven, eight o'clock at night being like, dude, I really want those cookies now, but I don't have any calories left. And you do count your calories. and You're like, ah, fuck it. I'll just make it up tomorrow. Don't have that mindset about the things. And that's the thing too, is if you keep, I love how you said, if you keep looking at it as taboo, it will com- com- completely be taboo going forward until it gets fixed. And then like the really weird way I like to say this too, I'm going to say this as softly as I can. I don't want to ruffle anybody's feathers, but we're almost making it an eating disorder, right? We're saying don't eat those foods that may quote unquote in my fingers near you guys can't see that bad foods. Like, dude, there is no bad foods, man. Just Mm -hmm. control your eating. Don't mind this. Don't mindlessly snack. You know what I'm saying? Like we have to do that stuff. I have one more thing to say about that. Yeah. Yeah. Go do go right ahead. Go right ahead. Um, with the snacks, it's kind of like, like you mentioned about pre-logging and then you can go back and it's guilt-free. You don't have to look over your shoulder. Uh, with that, it's kind of like finances. Like if you, if you spend money on, uh, if your thing is clothes, you like to go clothes shopping. And I'm saying that because a lot of the women I work with, a lot of people I work with are women and they love clothes shopping. You love clothes shopping. 
but you don't allot yourself money to spend on clothes, but then you have like that breaking point where you just go do it. And what happens? You feel guilty. You get that buyer's remorse, right? But when, if you're more organized with your finances and you actually allot yourself, you pay yourself, say 10% to spend on 10% of your earnings to spend on whatever, whatever you want to treat yourself, like your self care fund kind of thing. Now you can spend that guilt-free on those, on, on those clothes. That's kind of like this. Like if you pre-log, it's like you're setting aside X amount of calories to spend guilt-free on those cookies or whatever it is. So, you know, I, I made that connection when you were thinking that, and it's, it's very similar to what I do with my finances. And, and it's helped me overcome that, that guilt of like, oh my gosh, I can't spend, I can't spend, I can't spend. Oh my gosh, now I just spent too much. Like it's, right. it's very much all or nothing. And you can ease into that and, and break that all or nothing by allowing yourself to giving yourself grace and making it work for you. So I'm, yeah, finally, but, I'm actually done talking about snacking. Now. But yeah, but mindlessly snacking is mindlessly spending too on our finances. It's the same. It's the same thing. You could put the same. A lot of people be like, well, that's stupid. That's stupid. Anthony doesn't make any sense. No, think about it. How Josh just put it. It makes a ton of sense. And I think that's how you have to look at it. And you don't want to feel that guilt because that only leads to after that guilt, you shame yourself, you feel shameful what you did. And next thing you know, you're just starting to quit on things. You're starting to quit counting. You're starting to quit looking at your finances. And next thing you know, you are in some really bad shape. You're in some really bad shape. So going from that one into right into, it's almost the same thing as not prioritizing your nutrition. Same thing with mindlessly snacking. You're not prioritizing things. And we can do that while we could pre-log or you can think of things and prioritize your nutrition or slash your meals and kind of, you can set timers like this time. This is what I'm doing since I've been home. I've, this is what I've told everybody too, is like, all I do now since I'm home so much is move and eat. I feel like I'm eating so much, but I'm not, I'm staying within my, my calorie, like restrictions, my, my calorie bounds, you know what I'm saying? But I have to understand that as much as I want to eat, I look at the clock, I'm like, Oh, it's only about an hour. I don't need another meal right now. You know what I'm saying? Like I'll space it out a little bit. So I'm trying to prioritize my nutrition. So I just don't eat because I'm bored. And I think a lot of us will do that at this time. We're so damn bored. We're going to go grab one cookie here, one cookie there. We're going to have a meal here or, Hey, you want to do takeout and not pay attention to it. It's one of those things like let's prioritize it. Let's, let's, let's take some time. If you really need to hit four meals a day, well, Hey, structured out a couple hours, really understand what you're trying to do. Pre-log your food, but take time. Don't go at it mindlessly. Let's prioritize things. It's the same thing. If you're not prioritizing your day and you're hitting snooze and next thing you know, you're running out the door, you're grabbing whatever is in a package out the door. You're going to your local coffee shop. It's like, you're not prioritizing shit. Okay. You're not prioritizing anything. You're flying in the seat of your pants and then wonders why you wonder why you're stressed out all the time. You wonder why you can't hit your goals and you're wondering why you're mad at the world. You have no fucking structure and that's what we're trying to get to you today. And that was, that was one of the last points that Josh made. One of the first things he said, structure is number one. It is number one. You have to prioritize these things. And from doing these, all these great tips that we just gave you in the last five, 10 minutes, you guys are just creating freedoms in your life life, the freedom of choice to eat what you want to eat. Josh is going out to dinner tonight and he's having ice cream. You know, for a fact, he saved those calories up just like, you know, for a fact, if he's going on a trip, he's not spending all his money right now. He has to save it for that trip. It's the same thing. He made that similarity there. Guys go back and listen to what he said. It's very, very important that you understand frugal spending is the same as mindlessly snacking. It's the same thing. 
that's what I got for that, man. Prioritizing your nutrition is very, very important in my book. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And the last one that I want to talk about here, and I think this is very important and probably should have been closer to the top actually, is don't stress about the things that are out of your control. It's so easy right now to get carried away stressing about everything that's going on and getting caught up in the news, mindlessly scrolling. And, and next thing you know, two hours have gone by and you've looked at Corona memes and you know, people's bogus news articles for the last two hours. Like it's so easy to do that. And what does that do? That translates into your daily life. That translates into negativity. That translates into added stress. Now think about what your brain does, what your body does as a psychological response to that stress. Now you, you're, you're putting, you're taxing your body in a way that you're not accustomed to. You're already taxing your body too much in your course of your daily life. Now we have everything that's going on and you can't go anywhere and you can't see your friends. You're in isolation. So you're just, you, there, there's a chance that we're going to face, you know, social issues as individuals. Now we also have this added stress of the situation. So there's just so many different stressors going on right now. And what that distress does is it negatively impacts our health. It will, as our body's hormonal response to stress is to release cortisol, kind of like a fire extinguisher to put stress out. So stress is good in little blasts. It's actually, it can be very good for our bodies in short blasts, but when it's long-term stress for extended periods of time, our body, it's like, it's like running the fire extinguisher for 24 seven. It's yeah. not going to end up good. Okay. And what happens when, like we talked about in one of the previous episodes, cortisol, your hormonal response to stress to relieve and manage that stress is actually catabolic, which can eat away at muscle. It can downregulate your hormones. It can cause you to retain or actually gain fat. So you can actually make yourself better right now, stressing about the situation. You want to gain weight because you're stressing too much? Chill the fuck out. Stop stressing. And, and with that too, managing that cortisol is going to that cortisol. If your cortisol levels are too high for extended periods of time, that's going to have an effect on your immune system because it's downregulating your hormones. They're not able to do their jobs. And now with Corona going around and you're putting yourself in a worse off position to defend yourself from any virus, any illness, any cold, anything like that. And I'm not saying that reducing stress is going to cure Corona or make you immune to Corona. I'm not saying that at all. I'm not a doctor. Like don't mistake that, but you are putting your body in a worse off position, compromising your health, your immune system. And with coronavirus going around, I don't know about you, but I'm not trying to compromise my health or immune system one bit. So I'm trying to relieve stress as much as possible. Stop scrolling. Stop stressing about the things that you can't control. Create control where you can and add those parasympathetic stressors that we talked about. Things like walking and enjoying time reading and, and journaling and meditating and things like that. Add those to your life to help manage stress better. And not just right now, guys, I want you to take that through this little epidemic that we are going through. It will be over. And the one thing you need to focus on is you and the people around you, whether you have kids or loved one next to you, or you're not, and you're by yourself, focus on you, stay positive. If those things stress you out, Instagram, Facebook, your friends texting you, Hey, you know what? There's a mute button. There's a block button. There's a, Hey, don't fucking say that stuff to me anymore. I need to walk away from you button. Be that person. Don't stress out about those things that you have no control over. And this needs, this goes far and well beyond this little thing that we're going through right now. And when this, when this all blows over, you need to continually use these tips and tricks we're talking to you guys about going towards the future. And you're going to come out after this way better than you went into it. Yeah, you absolutely nailed it there. Like, like this is an opportunity to focus on you. And, you know, see the opportunity here. See, seek out opportunity and, and try and 
find the silver linings in the situation. And I actually made a post today and I talked about, um, you know, at first I kind of felt guilty with all the silver linings that I was finding in this situation. Like it's a horrible situation. And I'm like, Oh, I, I kind of like that this happened. And I kind of like, I get this opportunity. And I kind of felt like, like, like a selfish asshole about that. And I later realized after thinking about it, I was actually sitting in a hammock at that park the other day and kind of just thinking about it. And I was like, you know what? I don't feel bad at all about finding these silver linings. That is, I'm, I'm a go getter, you know, and I'm finding new opportunity. And, and that that's huge. You know, that's a winning mindset. That's a growth mindset, seeking out opportunity in the worst situation. So that's something that I've done as I continue to prioritize myself and manage stress, finding new ways to manage stress that I wasn't able to, not that I wasn't able to, that I didn't prioritize before, like getting outside, involving nature, involving more meditation, peace type stuff. Um, that's going to help work on my mind as much as it is my body. So that's, those are some of the things that I'm doing to really manage that. Um, to wrap this thing up though, guys, we just talked about so much information. If you like the episodes, what I want you to do, there's four episodes here. First off, go back and listen to the other three parts of the mini series. If you haven't already, there are three parts, as Anthony mentioned on the, uh, at the beginning of the episode, we talked about how to maximize your time during Corona situation. In the first one, and the second one, we talked about how to make, um, how to maximize your movement during the Corona situation. And in the third one, we talked about nutrition and why uh, your workouts actually shouldn't be your number one priority. Of course, this one is common mistakes during Corona. So make sure you go back and listen to those first three. And if you liked the episodes, what I want you to do is screenshot and share your favorite part. Which of these four parts? was your favorite screenshot and share that one to your social media page because we need to get the word out. There are so many people out there struggling with all of the Corona stuff with stress and structure and all of that, that you have an opportunity to help your friends right now. You can help your friends by screenshotting and sharing this episode or your favorite episode with your social media so they can see it. They can come in take these tidbits and apply it to their daily lives. And just like that, we are creating a better society just like that by helping others and, and being, um, I guess more, more giving. So, uh, do that. Um, also to, to really wrap it up, we've talked about a lot here and even more important than you taking the time to just listen through all of these, these four parts here is your speed of implementation, the speed at which you go back and put this stuff into action. Most people are going to take this information and literally do nothing with it. They're going to store it in the back of their mind. And before long, it's lost in three months, six months, a year, they're going to be in the same exact position they're in today. Maybe even more confused because of information overload and all the crap they're taking in. That's what most people do. That's not what everyone does. Some people are action takers. They put this into action right away, knowing that time is their most sacred resource. Those are the people right there that are going to get results today while changing their lives forever. So if you're good taking information and applying it to your own, then you should have all the resources you need right here to make massive progress during this difficult time. But if you're not, hey, we don't blame you. This stuff isn't easy. That's why you need to hop onto a coaching call with either Anthony or I, and we're going to help you apply it directly. Now, if you're affected financially by Corona, don't let that stop you from getting the help you need. We're both offering half off the first month of coaching when you DM either of us Corona to schedule your discovery call today. Okay. So DM Either of us, which either of us, DM us Corona, and we will schedule a discovery call. We will get on there. We will talk about how you can apply this today, point you in the right direction. And if you're a fit to join either of our teams, you get half off your first month of coaching to lighten the load from all of the Corona stuff that's going on. Okay. So don't let that affect you from getting the help you need today. 
Man, that was beautifully, beautifully said. Thank you so much for doing that, Josh. And guys, I want to say thank you for both of these communities coming together today to listen and give your time and energy to this mini series that Josh and myself had just put on. It is more humbling that we even can do these types of things and have you guys listen to us and give your time and energy because we cannot get that time back. It is the most precious thing in this world that we cannot get back. I would like you to ask you a huge favor and please go subscribe to the Everyday Growth Podcast and the Fit to Be Fierce Podcast with Josh Pierce. Go check out Josh Pierce private Facebook group. He'll put you in there. He'll lead you on the right track. He's helped tons and tons of people. I 100% back up, vouch everything that this man is doing in this space through nutrition and fitness. And guys, please, like Josh said, screenshot your favorite part, share it to your story so we can show you some love right back. I want to say thank you once again to all of you and you guys go back, listen to this podcast, please subscribe. I want to say the last couple episodes has been a wonderful, wonderful conversation. I want to say, dude, let's do this again. Thank you for collabing and bringing these two beautiful podcasts together, man. This has been an awesome conversation. Thank you so much for the great conversation. Everybody who's listening right now, first off, I fucking love you. I love every single one of you. I may not know you personally. Maybe we've connected online. Maybe you're a client of mine or Anthony's, whatever. I love you. You took the time to listen. That's awesome. That shows that you're committed to yourself. That shows you're committed to growth. That is so important right now more than ever. That says a lot about you. That You are the kind of people that I want to surround myself with. So thank you so much for listening. Like he has said, you join the Fit to Be Fierce Facebook group. If it's trash and you don't like it and we're not your kind of people, okay, you can leave. We don't even know. I don't even get a notification when you leave. It's like, I don't, I don't care. No hard feelings, whatever. But check it out. Like there's, there's so many people in that group. There are 600 people in the group right now. And it is just massive when it comes to impact. People are sharing their plans, their at-home workouts, their nutrition plans, their meal prep, their food ideas, calorie and macro tracking hacks. They're literally sharing it all. And right now we have come together more than ever to band together as a community, to work together towards this common goal of happiness and just becoming better people amid this crisis that's going on in the world. So again, thank you so much for listening. We appreciate it and uh, take care of yourself. Let us know. Let either Anthony or I know if you have any questions, shoot us a DM. We both respond to every single message that is sent our way. Send us a DM, Instagram, Facebook, email, comment on the podcast, whatever it is. I want to know your thoughts. I want to know what questions you have. I want to know how I can help you today. That's all I've got. Thanks, brother, for your time. You guys, communities, peace and love. We'll talk to you next time.